Welcome to the Terrible Podcast with your host from SteelersDepot.com, where you can find all your latest and greatest Steelers news. It's Dave Bryan and Alex Kazora, always lit, talking Steelers. And now, here's Dave and Alex. Welcome to the Terrible Podcast, Season 14, Episode 58. He's Dave Bryan. I'm Alex Kazora, SteelersDepot.com. Thanks for being back with us here this Monday. Steelers Nation, Pittsburgh coming off a miserable 24-10 loss to the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday. Pittsburgh now 7-5 on the season. Dave, to quote Mike Tomlin, yesterday's, yesterday's game was subpar, we'll say. Yeah, I'll say <laughs> among <laughs> other things. Yeah, there's uh, he was asked to describe it in one word at first. I didn't subpar two words or is that like bun- it's a hyphen? I think uh, is that like the bundle home and auto? <laughs> Not if you bundle it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. too much TV for you. Oh, dude. yeah, yeah. Too many, too many, too many commercials here. Uh, I could have uh, uh, chosen uh, a better word than subpar, but uh, probably not clean uh, for, for, for a podcast or something like that. Uh, Oh, gloom, despair, and agony on me. Uh, and, uh, we, we need to do one of those, you know, the meme, uh, where the, where the two people join the hands in agreement with something, you know, uh, you've seen that one, right? Uh, I'm sure I'm too tired to think about uh, it, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're right. We, we need to both agree that, uh, neither one of us will predict the Steelers to score more than, let's see, what's their highest output of the, of the season? 26 points. Is that right? Which was Uh, aided by two defensive touchdowns. Right, right. But even so we, we need to make an agreement and, uh, uh, maybe, maybe become, uh, uh, make a blood pact here or something (laughs) like that, that neither one of us will predict that the Steelers will score more than 26 points until they actually score more than 26 points. Uh, and at this point now, anything more than 16 points, uh, would seem to be an an an, an achievement because this team in their last three games has scored 10, 16, and 10. Uh, and let's see, even before that, you go back to the game against the Packers, 23, the game against the Titans, 20. Oh, uh, as Matt Canada would say, we got to score more points. And not only that, I mean, they just – it. It it was it was just tough to watch that game overall once you got to the really the point where they went through the for, for the fourth and goal play mm-hmm. I think uh, up until that point I, you know, a lot of optimism you hit a big play yeah. down the field early uh, in the game and you're running the football well and you're even wanting them to not even throw it anymore just run. You know, just just run the ball Uh, and, you know, once again, making some strides down there. And, yeah, they they settled for a field goal uh, early there, but uh, uh, moved down down the field again and, you know, got got to the third down play. And then 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 all hell breaks loose. Then, you know, Kenny gets hurt and Mitch comes in. You get the uh, get the fourth down stop and then the Cardinals proceed to march ninety nine yards down the field on you and then the rain and the locust and that's <laughs> what it felt like the terrible fires the earthquake uh it just uh it, it 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 you know it all it all hell all hell broke loose then so we we have a lot to talk about and just i mean 
just very disappointing. And it was, it was below subpar. No literal earthquake, but the Steelers season has certainly shaken up now from the loss and the injuries that stem from the loss. Yeah. If we could delete the Friday episode where I said they would score 30, I would really appreciate that. Um, Mm. Maybe over a three game span, they could get there, but Pittsburgh's offense back in its old ways. And now without their quarterback for the foreseeable future, the next couple of weeks at least. And so Let's just start right there, Dave, off the top. The big news here, quarterback Kenny Pickett injuring his ankle late in the first half on a third and goal scramble. Mike Tomlin, because of the Thursday game, speaking to the media on Monday, although prior reports basically just came out ahead of what Tomlin had to say. Kenny Pickett had surgery on Monday for that ankle. It is not season ending per Mike Tomlin. No official timetable for his return. Jerry Dulac of the Post-Gazette says two to four weeks. Um, we don't know all the details on it. I believe it's that, what do they call it? The, the tightrope yeah. surgery that I think Ryan Tannehill had uh, last year and some other quarterbacks have undergone to try to speed up the recovery time uh, and return time for a high ankle sprain. So Tomlin did say it's a high ankle, did have surgery. Mitch Trubisky will start in Pickett's uh, absence. Pickett ruled out for Thursday against New England. Again, Trubisky will start. So that's what we know right now. And we can probably assume Pickett's going to miss a bit more time than that. So Pittsburgh on their backup quarterback for at least one game and likely more. Yeah, it. I, I'm willing to bet it's it's at least two, and then yeah, we'll see how it goes. Didn't he have uh, the uh, uh, that 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 same kind of surgery at at Pitt on the other ankle or something along those lines? Isn't that what Dr. Mel wrote in her post this morning? Something to that effect. Yes, I don't have the exact uh, quote top of my head here, but he did have something similar at Pitt. All right. Well, neither one of us are doctors that I know of. Uh, I'd like to play doctor on Twitter, but uh, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Dr. Mel's got a great post up on on the site uh, to to kind of explain the procedure that that we believe Kenny Pickett had uh, Monday morning there. And obviously they'll be without him this week. And then with a game the following, what, Saturday, Saturday. Uh, you have to think that he's going to miss that one. And then I guess it, it, uh, it all becomes... Uh, how quickly he re- can recover and and if he can get himself ready to play the Saturday after and yada, yada. So it, it doesn't sound like he's going on IR, but I guess we'll know for sure come Thursday afternoon, right? Because they got a Thursday game. And if they want a game to count th- that, that Thursday game to count against one of the four that he'd miss, he'd have to do it uh, then. But it does not sound like he's going to go to IR. Uh but you know, stranger things have happened, and they uh, they signed Trace McSorley uh, to the practice squad uh, today, or will sign him to the practice squad later today. So he will probably be the scout team guy. I you kind of doubt that he'll get because you cannot elevate him and make him the emergency three quarterback, right? He would have to Correct. be on the fifty three man roster to be the emergency third quarterback. So barring Kenny Pickett going to IR uh, on Thursday, I kind of doubt that, that they'll, that they'll use a, uh, or have a third quarterback on the 53 man roster uh, against the, against the Patriots Thursday night. No, I agree. Yeah. McSorley from Penn state fame had that 70 yard touchdown as a Raven against Pittsburgh on that. Was not the Wednesday game way back when, um, in that COVID year, I think McSorley against Pittsburgh. So know him a little bit and uh, he'll be you know, running scout team until Pickett returns and that quarterback room gets back to, to full health. So 
that's one of several injuries in this game. And I know we, we want to talk about the game, but to kind of talk about the injuries that will affect the game against Arizona and future games. Mika Fitzpatrick broken left hand in the second quarter in that one. Expected to play against New England. Isaac Sayamalu questionable with a shoulder injury suffered in the Cardinals game. Did not finish that. Nate Herbig came in and played the rest of the game at left guard. Landon Roberts with a groin injury. Very cam-like, tried to return, could not finish things out. He left mid-game. He's questionable for Thursday. James Pierre with a shoulder questionable for Thursday. Mike Tomlin did not seem to indicate that TJ Watt would be too impacted by the ankle injury that he had against Arizona. He should play on Thursday. So that's where things basically sit right now. But another inside linebacker down, more communication issues. And to kind of bridge that to the Cardinals game, to me, past that first quarter, the theme was sloppy Steelers. I mean, they were just a mess in terms of just basic stuff, getting a line right, formationally sound, snapping the football, getting 11 guys on the field offensively and defensively, just Steelers beating Steelers to the extreme. And, you know, that happened against the Bengals in the first half. That's why it was close. Pittsburgh cleaned things up in the second half. This was a start-to-finish problem, really, for Pittsburgh against against Arizona, and that's how you get upset by a 2-10 and team. Yeah, don't forget the uh, special teams and some penalties as well, too. Sure. Hat, a hat trick for Miles Killebrew for, for your right. special teams captain. The wrong kind of uh, hat hat trick uh, w- when when it comes to him. And, uh, I mean, just slop, I mean, sloppy all, you know, in, in all three phases. And how many times this year have we talked about complete team losses? And uh, you know, they, they just chalk up another one uh, against the Cardinals on Sunday. When it comes that you, you hit on it, Alex, you know, bad snaps, uh, personnel. I mean, little stuff like formation stuff and, and, and twice, was it twice illegal formations? Mm-hmm. Uh, you have, uh, uh, you know, false start by Deontay. Uh, you have 12 men on the field. You had 10 men on the field. Uh, yeah, yeah, all the bingo. I mean, you checked a lot of boxes on the bingo card that you, you, you didn't want to check, uh, in this game. And, and, uh, look, it, there were execution issues, uh, plenty to talk about in this game too. But if you want to further your chances of losing, uh, to a, uh, two and 10 team, uh, you know, Mike Tomlin always t- talks about, you know, the, the detail or has been talking about details and make the routine stuff routinely. Uh, they were anything but that in, in, in this game in a lot of areas and a lot of areas that they should be when you're talking about December football, right? Right, exactly. I mean, this would barely be acceptable in a week one or a preseason game, let alone in December. Now, I know Pittsburgh, especially defensively with the injuries, the communication strain, that's, you know, something they're trying to work through mid-game. I can understand that to a degree, but I'm not going to excuse or accept still the getting 11 guys on the field. That kind of stuff cannot be excused away by simply losing a Landon Roberts. And and so, yeah, you just couldn't make those mistakes. And this one Pittsburgh continued to do so. And that helped turn the tide of this game. I'm with you, Dave. The first quarter, I mean, it was close. You were hoping, you know, Pittsburgh to be able to finish drives. They couldn't convert on third down. Those were problems. But I felt still confident that they were going to win. They were running the ball really well. The defense was playing well, getting their stops. They were winning on third down. I thought, okay, at some point, the dam is going to break and Pittsburgh will put together a scoring drive. And it looked that way on that uh, you know, third down or third and goal play that Pickett got hurt on and the fourth and goal uh, stuff. That was a real turning point of the game, obviously. So up until that point, I felt good about that. And then from there on, it was just Arizona in control. 
Yeah, you know, even and and look, I, I was fully on board going for it on fourth and one. Uh, I, I, probably most people listening to this podcast were in favor of going for fourth and one, even even with 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 bringing in your backup quarterback uh, there. Uh, obviously, it, it didn't work. You get stuffed, and even after that play, I was thinking, okay, well, you got them pinned back at their one, and and the defense been playing uh, uh, pretty good up until that point, uh, and then. You know, you give up a 99-yard uh, play touchdown drive, and included within that were five third downs. Right, like a uh, I, I I listed them all on my uh, all on Twitter, like a third and four, two third and sixes, a third and five, maybe two th- third and four. I don't know what what the combination was on it uh, there, but uh, you allowed them to convert five third downs, and then uh, the moment that uh, Landon Roberts left the game. Uh, they credit to them. They, they attack that, uh, Mike, Michael, uh, Michael Walker, man, uh, what a miserable game he had and really, mm-hmm. really was magnified in that series there. And you're even at the point of thinking, man, why aren't you doing something about this and, and putting a guy like Minka over? Cause you talked about McBride and, you know, yeah. I thought, you know, and, and let's back up a little bit here. The air, the Cardinals came into this game, game banged up, right? You know, missing a mm-hmm. co- couple of cornerbacks, missing a couple of wide receivers in this game. Uh, you're thinking to yourself, all right, Joey Porter Jr. is going to travel with, with with Hollywood Brown, who's who was not 100. Uh, percent You all you got to do is make sure you focus on the running game, which they did. You know, quite honestly, they did a good job of that up until the final two drives of the game because uh, uh, Connor finished with a hundred and something, a little over a hundred yards. 60 something of that came on the final two possessions of the game where it was pretty much out of reach anyway. 50 of it came on the final possession that the Cardinals had. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying that how, how they, they did a pretty good job in the first half, really first three quarters of this game of controlling the run game, mm-hmm. but they had no answer for the tight end uh, in, in, in this game, particularly on that, that 90 something yard touch 99 yard touchdown drive there. And uh, at that point, then I'm starting to think, yeah, this, this, this isn't shaping up to be very good at all. It wasn't. And we knew McBride was going to be among their top targets. He was an emerging tight end. Mike Tomlin talked about him with Bob Pompiani on the uh, Mike Tomlin show that gets recorded Tuesday. So he wasn't this guy that nobody knew anything about that had his first breakout game ever against the Pittsburgh Steelers. No, he's been rolling right along and been a key component of their passing game all season. And, and yeah, Pittsburgh didn't know what to do, but they didn't really try anything else until the damage had been done. Now, I don't know if Minka didn't match up on him for other schematic stuff or because maybe he had broken his hand at that point and there was an issue of concern about him tackling a guy like McBride. I don't know, but it was the same thing. And then you finally put somebody else on him. And it's Demonte Casey. It's yeah. boxed out by by McBride on the you know after the controversial near touchdown, they rule incomplete, go right back to him the next play, one v one, boxes him out like a power forward and catches uh, the short touchdown pass. So yeah, McBride took over that drive, and that was I mean the fourth down failure by Pittsburgh, the fourth and goal one, followed by the ninety nine yard drive. That is a clear turning point there. And from there, Arizona was so good on possession downs. I mean they were zero for four on their first four third downs. The rest of the game, excluding the Last play of the game, the kneel down, they were 10 of 12 on third down. I mean, that is just unacceptable. And this is not the potent Cardinals offense putting the fear of God in teams either, even with Kyler Murray back in Pittsburgh to lose those possession downs was uh, a massive failure. 
yeah, they really became disinterested after after the, the really the, the the second I think the second rain delay there uh, at that that point. Man, you had Mark Robinson getting just blown off the ball, especially on that on that on the second James Conner touchdown uh, there. Uh, you know, one key point in that game was the Michael Carter run on it. I think it was on the 99 third, yard. Yeah. Third and six. Uh, yeah. Third and six there where Michael Walker's got a chance to, to, to bring him down well short of the sticks there. And he didn't do it. And Michael Carter's not that big a boy, big a kid. Is he? He's kind of like a little squattier, but he's not yeah. Brandon Jacobs. He's not right. Najee Harris. I mean, he's a guy that should be tackled in space like that. And then, you know, just sloppy tackling from that, 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 that point forward there. And, uh, yeah, they, they, the Cardinals really did a good job of staying ahead of the chains at that point. More, more importantly, converting the third down. What'd you say it was after starting over four and then excluding the final kneel down 10 of 12. Oh, and I can't even think about the two stops they got. I don't even know when they, when they occurred, but. I mean, just, I mean, again, the Cardinals offense had done well, nothing. Well, one was to open the uh, second half, right? That's true. Right. That, that is one of them. Right. And even at that point, you think, man, can this team get, get, get back in this game at that point? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that I, I thought from basically that drive on, Arizona was the more physical group, especially offensively against Pittsburgh's defense. I mean, you saw, you know, as you mentioned, Robinson getting pushed around, Walker getting stiff-armed, Casey getting thrown to the bench by McBride. I mean, just they, the Cardinals were taking it to Pittsburgh. And T.J. Watson, after the game, they got pummeled. They got their butts kicked, and they did. And and that, that can't happen, and it was not happening, and Pittsburgh's defense was being physical and playing the run well, and they just wilted away after that. Yeah, not that not that they were getting much help from the offense moving forward, right? But uh, you, you it definitely felt that you know, uh, especially coming out of the half that because uh, what was it at halftime? Ten, it was ten to three at half, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you're thinking, all right, if the defense can make some adjustments and at least keep this to you know keep them to 17 points or under, maybe you're going to have a shot at this one. But uh, uh, the Cardinals come down, you know, midway through the third quarter and re- really, you know. Uh, after getting that first first third down stop uh, to open up the second half, the the defense just really stopped at that point. Was that on? Did the Cole and Trubisky fumble happen after that opening second half punt by Arizona? Is that the timeline of this one? Uh, I don't have the play yeah, sheet. Yeah, it uh, was. And so, yeah, Arizona went three and out to start the second half. Pittsburgh got the ball back, right. and that's the Trubisky fumble created a short field, which they punched in James Connors. Uh, James Conner's first rushing touchdown of the day to make it 17 to three. And at that point, you just kind of along for the ride. Yep. Yep. And uh, we forgot to point out uh, as, as part of the personnel uh, connections, was it, was it the first or second drive the Steelers had of the second half that uh, Chukomo Korofor comes trotting out on the field and you got to burn a timeout there. And uh, just, you know, the, just both sides of the football, just, just, Poor on the details, but where were we on this thing? Just defensively, the struggles there, just getting out muscled. Um, the, the run defense really waning down, and James Conn is a powerful back. And when he gets going and he kind of gets rolling, he was feeling it in this one, obviously emotional, uh, emotional his return to Pittsburgh. And uh, that's one happy man today. 
And you notice that they had what uh, only 208. That was the best 208. Just goes to show you, you don't need you don't need 482 yards a game, right? Uh, especially when when you get the ball in a short field and and get some and and you have the uh, uh, you have the other team helping you out with penalties and all like that because Kyler Murray was 13 or 23 for 145 yards, and there was a couple of throws. Uh, well, one, you know, the, the helmet catch by who was it? Ron, uh, Rondell Moore that got called mm-hmm. back for, for, I mean, cause you know, Arizona did their part kind of help trying to help the Steelers too. Oh, the balls on the ground in the third quarter from, from, uh, from the Cardinals, what two of them in, and was it back to back plays or just a one play and then or separated by a couple of plays? Yeah, they were separated by a couple. All right, and and you can't come come up with those fumbles uh, either for a chance to get back on the field, and you're not going to get you know m- m- many opportunities at situations like that. So just absolutely nothing went 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 their way on defense for sure, and a lot of it was their own doing. And now you know what's what's going to be the byproduct now? With uh, it's hard to imagine Elena Roberts going to play Thursday night, right? It is. I don't know his exact status, but I would be surprised if he did. I mean, you cannot throw. I mean, I guess you can, but you can't throw Michael Walker and and, and Mark Robinson out there, right? Together, you're gonna, you're gonna see a change. Mike Tomlin talked about that, hinting to Blake Martinez, Miles Jack are gonna get looks. I don't know exactly how it's gonna go. Maybe Martinez will get the opportunity first, but it's not gonna be just Walker and Robinson. I, I don't think you're gonna see much Robinson at all. You may see some of Walker, maybe some sort of mild rotation going on. I'm not quite sure, but you're gonna see a new face at inside backer, assuming Roberts does not play more than anything just somebody to direct traffic right yeah they need they need a veteran out there and tomlin spoke to that and terrell Lawson spoken to that in the past they wanted some veteran guys experienced guys jack of course knows the system and so he's going to be a quick study to the offense or to the defense excuse me and so that's what they're going to lean on because yeah when they went when when you have walker and robinson a new guy a young guy they don't trust that much in robinson I can't imagine the stress that created in terms of how limited you were in terms of your play calls. Well, let's say you already have uh, Blake Martinez up on the uh, up on the fifty three, and you had the uh, uh, Kyrie Johnson was elevated uh, on 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 Saturday and dressed, and I think played on special teams there. Uh, so he's back on the practice squad on on this Monday. I would imagine that there's a pretty decent chance that we could see Miles Jack elevated, right? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, on Thursday afternoon, and then you would end up dressing. Assuming Alana Roberts doesn't go, it would be Blake Martinez, Michael Walker, Mark Robinson. You and dress Miles Jack, and, and Miles Jack. So, so there, there, there's your four right there, right? That's my guess of how it's probably going to go. Again, assuming that Roberts does not play. Right. So, uh, that, that's, that's something to look forward to right there. Cause you, once again, you got to have, you might sacrifice, you know, some, some athleticism or, 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 uh, but you just got to get somebody out there to direct traffic better. And, and at least Blake Martinez has been around for a couple of weeks now. Miles Jack, obviously the, I think the big issue was him just getting him back in football shape and all. Cause he should, he should be up on a defense mm-hmm. and all. No turnovers created by Pittsburgh in this game for only the second time this season. The Houston Texans game, the other, of course, both losses, uh, allowing 30 and 24 points respectively. So a turnover-dependent team that does not create them in this one, an offense that that gives the football away once and creates a short field for Arizona, that alone puts Pittsburgh in a very dangerous position. You combine the other issues that they had and, you know, telling the story of this game, it's no surprise to see the loss. Right, absolutely. 
Any other thoughts here defensively, Dave, in terms of the performance? Anything good? Anything that you liked in this game? It's a short list, I know. Uh, I thought Keanu Benton did some nice things in this one. I haven't got to that side of the all 22 yet, but uh, I thought he had, 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 had a real encouraging game and only 30 something percent of the snaps, but uh, uh, how, how many times were they in base base in this game? Do you got that charted yet? And, uh, and, and, and did he play? How much did he play in sub package? I have a chunk of the the charting done. I mean, they were in base quite a bit because Arizona played in some of their big people packages, 12, 13 personnel, uh, a fair amount overall. Um, I just give me one second. try to pull right. those, those numbers, but uh, yeah, I'm surprised on, on the Benton snap count overall. I'm not entirely sure what to uh, attribute that to, but just, and, a, a, and, and while you uh, kill some time here, Montrevious Adams obviously didn't make it to this game. Uh, uh, I kind of wonder when he got termed questionable on, on Friday after being, uh, limited if he'd make it, and he was indeed inactive. But Mike Tomlin expects him back uh, for Thursday night against the uh, against against the Patriots. There, so going to be interesting to see uh, the rotation, how that goes on that. And you know, one one of the things we wondered that if Montrevious Adams was back for this game on Sunday, how would that impact? the inactive list. Well, obviously Adams was inactive and that, that meant uh, uh, the rest of your defensive lineman dressed, but DeMarvin Leal still only managed to get like six snaps in this game. Yeah. And they all came in the final couple of plays, with the uh, game, including the three kneel downs. So he essentially did not play until the very, very end. It's about 35% base in this game, which is lower than what I thought it was going to be. I'm not entirely sure what the, the reason was for that. So that's probably the reason why Benton did not play a ton of snaps in this game. Uh, for for what you have charted, how much did he play in in in, in non base? Uh, let me see here. Uh, probably not a ton. Um, he just hasn't traditionally done that a lot this right. year. Um, I'll have to check. My charting is uh, not complete yet, so I, I can't give you a good answer on that. All right. So, uh, right, uh, you know, basically he's he he's still a base guy, right? Yeah, largely speaking, he is, you know, primary base nose tackle. All right. So if anybody's wondering why he logged, you know, the 30 something percent snaps that he did, that, you know, that, 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 that's what it's attributed to. Thought, you know, Hayward run defense was solid. Uh, the edge guys were getting after it early in this mm-hmm. game. High Smith and Watt, they were getting pressure. They were making plays backside, front side in the run game. Um, and then Arizona kind of took control late. Uh, Porter, I thought, was combative. There was that one. Crazy catch by Dorch, Greg Dorch over him. Um, It's just a a great play. I'm sure Porter could probably do something a little bit better on the catch point, but that was just a a fantastic catch on a third down as well, which was a a real killer. Um, I thought Peterson was solid. They moved him around. He played slot. He played safety to give up that that touchdown the more they got called back. Uh, I think his play, though, overall is even out this year. It's not uh, as concerning as it was to start the season, maybe in part because Porter, Porter shadowing and taking some of those tougher matchups. Right, right. And, yeah, that was a great catch by Dorch over on that side. Then he did have the uh, uh, the pass interference in mm-hmm. the end zone as well, too, that put the ball down, down deep. Yeah, which was the right call. You can't grab the arm there. So right. there's still that line Porter's got to walk between, yeah, you want to be grabby. You want you want to, you, I mean, you don't want to be grabby, but you want to use your, your, your length and your size to your advantage. But there's a line to walk, especially in scramble type drills. I mean, their receivers had Rondell Moore had one catch for six yards. Dortch had one for 19. That was it for the receivers, Alex. <laughs> Nothing for Hollywood. <laughs> Nothing for Hollywood. Three targets, no catches for, for, for Hollywood Brown in this game. 
But uh, eight of the 13 completed passes went to McBride, and you would have think you would have thought that they would have picked up on that. Most of how many of those came during that uh, during that 90 something 99 yard drive? Four, five, two or three. Um, was it? It was a great snag on third down over his head. I mean, that, in fairness to Michael Walker, that's a tough play. I mean, McBride right. made a fantastic catch. Uh, but at least I think three receptions. Yeah, McBride made up over 60% of the team's completions and their yardage. And of course, the one touchdown through the air. So it was the Trey McBride show and Pittsburgh had no answer. Don't think that Bill Belichick didn't pick up on that on the tape. Yeah, for their struggling offense, I got a couple of good tight ends there, right? I think uh, mm-hmm. I think Gusecki over there. Um, and uh, who's the other? Hunter, Hunter Henry, I believe, is there as well. So they've kind of trying to build that passing game through the tight ends. And I imagine it's going to be a, a point of emphasis come Thursday night. I think really, and and it was late in the game, you know, it was later in the game, but to, to allow them to move the football like they did in those last two possessions, yeah. you know. Yeah, they were just gassed, I'm guessing, but but no excuse. Again, Arizona was the, the more physical team, and that was really borne out by how that game ended. Because in theory, even if you get a late stop, two-possession game, maybe you score quickly, you at least make it interesting. Maybe you can at least apply some pressure there, but Pittsburgh, I mean, Arizona ran out the final 425 of that game. I mean, that's a four-minute offense to a tee. Usually Pittsburgh's doing that to other teams as opposed to it being done to them. Right. All right, offensively here, Dave, before Kenny Pickett got hurt, what did you think of his play? Uh, as the, as, as the, as, as the first half roll went on, uh, it deteriorated. I thought, I thought he did, didn't do a good job of, 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 uh, you know, identifying pressure, dealing with pressure, uh, missing a couple of open guys overall, uh, real, it seemed, uh, sluggish moving through his projections, uh, or, 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 uh, uh, progressions, you know, there, but, uh, I thought it, I mean, it came came out pretty good, right? You hit uh, hit hit George Pickens over there, uh, over on the on the left side, the first play of the game, and and then you obviously hit uh, George Pickens down the field on a nice play design, good max protection and all. Uh, but then then the accuracy started to get away from it. Just it's like he got real sluggish all of a sudden. Yeah, that was my takeaway. There were some guys open, and I know I'm usually trying to be careful with the whole game of here's an open receiver. Why did you miss him? Because you have to understand the concept and the progression and the coverage and, and those things, all quarterbacks miss open receivers from time to time. But you know, you're watching back one of those, uh, the, the scramble that he had for a yard before the Cole low snap on that failed third and two, you got Najee wide open in the right flat as your check down. Everything's taken away downfield. Cardinals are in zone. They're getting depth. Pickett has plenty of time never gets to his check down. I don't know how you don't go to that part of your progression as the final read. And if, if you hit, if you see him and you hit Najee, he's wide open for a conversion. That third and two never happens. Who knows how, how the game uh, unfolds on the play that he got hurt. Chris Hoke made the point. It's a valid one. Calvin Austin jetting across. He's open left side, hands in the air, wide open. Nobody within five yards of him. And Pickett never gets that left side. And he takes off and tries to scramble with the touchdown. Gets stopped short. Gets hurt. Surgery. You guys know the rest. So there were just moments where things seem to be open and you're not seeing Pickett at least work the progression, go through his reads. And that's not an issue that is just exclusive to this game, this half. It's been happening too often throughout the season. Right. I, yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, you don't, you would, you don't wish for anybody to get, get hurt or anything like this, but uh, maybe a little time on the sideline and, and getting reset, you know, uh, we'll we'll see if that helps helps them any. 
Yeah, I mean, we'll see. It's it's hard to say for sure, but if there's a different, you know, he hasn't sat for a while, obviously since you know week four last year when he be, became the starter. Besides the Panthers game, he got hurt last year and missed that game. So, um, yeah, I, I guess we'll see if there's any impact. But of course, we're not even sure when Pickett's going to come back. Right. You know, just the accuracy, some ball. You know, uh, uh, ball behind Jalen Warren, right uh, over on the right side uh, comes to mind. Uh, trying to think what else, uh, there, there was in this game, but it just pro- progression. So even, even the one down, uh, towards the uh, red zone, the one where the pressure and he ended up, uh, that ball got, uh, got bad. You know, he got hit, the ball went up in the air and they're lucky it didn't get intercepted there. Mm-hmm. He just looked like damn determined to go to Pat Firemuth on, on that one to the, to the right corner. And uh, Firemuth was pretty much covered the entire route. And if you, I, I think if you look back on that, I mean, he, it didn't even look like he ever came off of you know, it looked like he was damn determined to get the ball to Firemuth uh, in 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 the corner of the end zone on that one. Obviously, he held it a little bit long, and then 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 the pressure got to him, and and luckily it didn't get picked off. Yeah, I'll have to go back and check that one on the old twenty-two. But I believe it. I think when Pickett gets into trouble, he gets into his old bad habits of locking on to reads, not going to his progression. He will you know tend to start spinning, and I know he he tries to spin to go to his left, reset his hips, and that can work from time to time, but he spun himself into a sack, I believe, uh, in the first half of this one, after there was some pressure to the right side. So you kind of see him fall back on those old habits, and they've been hard for him to break consistently. Right. Run game, as you said, I thought was excellent. Pittsburgh Mm -hmm. knew they could run, and they were running extremely efficiently up the middle. The toss game was working well. Pittsburgh going with some of the 12 personnel, going like two by two with two tight ends to one side, twin receivers to the other, and they were running to the tight end side, running their toss play and, and, and making hay there. I thought there were times where Pittsburgh was, I, I just wanted to run the ball the entire first quarter. I mean, there were some times on like second and four. I get they're trying to run play action, trying to set some stuff up. But I mean, if they were, they were running so well, just, just keep on doing it. So one kind of more minor point, but I think one that certainly can be critiqued. Look, there were there were a couple of nice runs in this game, right? That split split pretty good. Another one uh, uh, by Jalen Warren. He got real skinny in the hole. There was a nice little crease there, and he hit it hard. Uh, Najee had a couple of nice runs in this game. I, I'm with you. I was uh, just run it until they stop it, man. Because you know what? If you if you if you gain four yards on every every run, you'll never lose a ball game <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, on, on the ground, right? So yeah, I, I'm with you. There were a couple, you know, kind of why. Why are you why are you why are you trying to force the pass game here when you're when you're getting good yards on first down? I, I'd much rather even even if you come up short on second down when running on second and four, you know, at least you're setting up a very manageable third down situation there uh overall. But uh they were they 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 ran the football well uh for two thirds of the game. Yeah, they still ran for a buck thirty in this one and Warren average, excuse me, Warren average six point six yards per carry and Harris's average kind of dipped throughout the game and some short yard stuff muddied those numbers up, but he still ran extremely well. You talk about that that play just reference a picket scrambling instead of hitting Najee on the check down. That's a, a second and three pass. And, and could you run it there and just get the first down because the run game was working so well? I again I understand they were trying to you know, you're trying to marry your run game and play action and hit the big thirty eight yarder to pickens on the first drive there. So I, I get that, and it's easy to kind of look at these things in hindsight, but I thought even at the time, man, the run game just working so well, just wear these guys down. The Cardinals' run defense was a real issue for them. I just wanted to really just keep pounding the rock. And, you know, even when uh, Nate Herbert came in and replaced Sayamalo, they were still getting some popping some runs to that side, I think. Yeah, I mean, it was a good scheme, and they blocked it well. Um, and then, obviously, they got behind and had to start getting away from that stuff. All right, Mason Cole and his snaps. 
yeah, again, fundamental football, just just an issue. The first one off his butt, and you blow up a third and two, and that's a big moment there. And the second one, catchable, I guess. It's it's low and it's it's raining, and Trubisky should have at least been able to fall on the football. But again, just fundamental stuff. Can you align correctly? Can you get eleven guys on the field? Can you snap the ball? I mean, this is like fifth grade football we're talking about here in Pittsburgh in December is struggling with some of these basic, basic concepts. Yeah. They're leaving the tackles uncovered, right? You know, uh, <laughs> that first one, they jet worn across. That, that's a penalty. I mean, it, it, can more report eligible there to, to negate that? Because if you're motioning him across, there's nobody covering up. There's nobody on that side that Moore's at. So it's an automatic penalty. Right. So, yeah, just details as, as Mike Tomlin said, but like, are they practicing it that way? Does, does somebody not? If they're practicing that way, they're they're practicing a penalty, right? I I don't know what to tell you on that. I mean, it's, it was just things that you don't expect to see. Yeah, I mean, unless more is more even allowed to report eligible. Can you have that many eligibles on the play? Maybe a receiver's supposed to be on the other side. I I don't know. I mean, Warren's correct to motion across to running their Zorro right. cost. That that's how the, that's how that play is enacted. But again, just just. I mean, Eddie Faulkner was preaching details, and they were detailed in the Bengals game, to their credit, right. but total absence of details in this one. As bad as we've ever seen, even in the Canada era, this was as bad, if not worse. I agree. And they were at home. So, I mean, it's like, what excuse do you want here? So, I I, I don't know. I really can't wrap my head around the issue in this one. Uh, uh, any- what else on What else on offense? Yeah, pass game. Um, Pickens that had a good game, made a couple of great catches. That 38 yarder early, then had a big, I think, third down, nice snag along the sidelines uh, later in that game. Drew uh, a pass interference in this one along the right yep. sideline. Yeah, so he was definitely the uh, the main source of offense. Um, not that I'm going to spend more than five seconds on it. Do you have any big issue with the Deontay celebration end of the game? Tomlin asked about that today. I mean, you just hate you don't like to see it. I mean, yeah. the, uh, especially, you know, we, we just got done talking about, man, let's not talk. Let's hopefully not talk about him in, 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 in any kind of negative light, you know, moving forward here. And look, I understand how hard it is to, you know, especially the streak that he went through, which, you know, that streak, that touchdown streak broke, you know, a couple, couple, couple games ago, obviously, uh, there. And, but, uh, the the whole optics, especially you know, regardless if it if it's him, just you down like that, throw the football to the ref. Uh, you know, it's not even it's not like it's your first touchdown or anything like that. Just just toss the ball to the ref and go run to the sideline because uh, it, it he uh, you know at its core, am I am I did I lose any sleep over it last night? No, but you know he he he's an easy target right now, right and just the overall optics don't look great. And what'd you, what'd you take away from Mike Tomlin being asked about that today? The, the exchange. Yeah. I'm not sure how to interpret that. I assume it was kind of a shut up, piss off kind of thing. Like I don't want to be asked about this. It's, it's the least of my concerns, which is valid. I think there's a read the room element for Deontay that he missed, but as you said, I'm not losing sleep about it. That's not that they got 40 other things they got to worry about than Deontay celebrating. Well, I just I wonder about the last thing that he said about because you know he asked the reporter, "Do you have an opinion on it?" And then he then then Tom was asked, "Do you have an opinion on it?" He says, "Not that I'll share with you guys." Yeah. So he's got so that means he's got an opinion on it, right? True. And if he's not, if he's yeah, not, I don't know. sharing exactly. it, does that mean that he doesn't like it? Maybe. Admit, uh, and, and look, I'm reading way too way into the lines and 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 that, but. To me, at his core, I don't think I, I think he knows that the optics was not great, period. Yeah, they weren't. Yeah, no, no disagreement there. But 
of all the issues in this game, that is like 74th on my list. Uh, what about the Jalen Warren comments after the game? Uh, about looking down on the opponent. Yeah, I mean, Tomlin asked about that. Warren was asked, you know, did you guys kind of overlook the Cardinals? And I don't, Warren was not like emphatic about it. He just kind of said, yeah, maybe we did. Uh, other players said no, including Trubisky and, and TJ Watt and Mike Tomlin said so. Uh, and they said the game plan was good and the practices were really solid all week. So I, I don't know. I, I can't get inside players' head. I don't right. think you could say collectively the team look, overlooked them. Maybe some players did. I'm sure many players did not. Anyone that did, though, got a big awakening in this one, and they should never do that again. So it, it's hard to to really say much into it, but I think trying to apply a, a blanket statement is, is not the right answer. Right. Uh, and look, for you know, this one will get chalked up as – you know, quote unquote, Tomlin's special, I guess, would you, if you will. And uh, where does this rank on, 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 you know, in, in the games that Mike Tomlin's lost that, that he probably should have won. I'll tell you what, it, it, it shouldn't rank very high for sure fact that you, you, this offense can't score points. Right. So, uh, you know, uh, how, how, you know, on, on any any given Sunday with this team, they can be beat because of how, how, you know, sure. their, their, their inability to, to score points. So I, I, I'm not ranking this very high on the, on the Tomlin special list, if you will. Now, look, should, was this a game they should have, they should have won. Yeah. Even, even after Kenny Pickett left, you know, mm-hmm. uh, man, do, do they quote unquote, I don't know. Maybe, maybe some would disagree. Do, do they have a better roster? I, I think so at its core, but I mean, obviously lo- losing a Landon Roberts and, and, and just the way things trend, losing your quarterback and lo- losing, uh, you're, you're starting left guard and, you know, the, the, the delays. And I don't even think you, cause both teams are subject to the delay and even, you right. know, Cardinals are probably thinking, man, we, we got a long flight ahead of it. You know, all that stuff that goes along with that stuff there. Uh, all that said, I don't, because of the way this team has played as, as a whole this year, and specifically on the offense, I don't I don't rank this one very high on the, I guess we call it the Tomlin special list, if you will. Yeah, no, it's a it's a fair point, Dave. Um, and, and there had been worse losses under Tomlin, but listen, Pittsburgh had problems. The Cardinals got a bunch of problems too. That's why they're they're two and ten. So I I understand the point about the injuries, but. I think we were both fairly confident, maybe me a little more than you naively thought Pittsburgh was going to win this game, you know, relatively comfortably by, by their standards. But, but you're right. Pittsburgh is such a fragile team. They live so dangerously. Their margin for error is very minimal. And when they have the errors they had and they mount, they don't fix them. You get outcomes like this. Right. Exactly. But I will say my, uh, my very quirky and a little specific stat of the weird is Pittsburgh has never this late in a season lost to a team with this bad of a record since 1940 when they lost to the Eagles seven, nothing. And Pittsburgh was a bad team that year. They were like two and nine. So this, you know, not the seven and 14 Pittsburgh was going into this game. So from a kind of narrow historic perspective, Pittsburgh has never lost a game like this to a team with the the opposing record that Arizona did uh, essentially in, you know, modern team history. And then, oh joy, you have another two and ten team on on deck now. Yeah, right. So if you, you get a you get a mulligan in that respect, but yeah. So anybody that was overlooking the Cardinals, uh, they better not overlook the Patriots. And the Patriots have a good defense. Their offense mm-hmm. is crap, but I mean their defense keeps the score down. So the over under, I think, is literally what 
30 something in this game. 31 39, and a half. 31 or, and a half. Yeah, 30 and a half, 31 and a half. It depends on where you check, but it's 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 mega low for, for an NFL game. Big 10 levels of over under in this one for the uh, Thursday night primetime game with Mitch Trubisky versus, I assume, Bailey Zappi. So I'm sure that was marked on all calendars when the schedule dropped back in May. I bet Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit <laughs> can't wait to get to this oh, one. Yeah. Going to drive Al Michaels to an early retirement, maybe not an early retirement, but but a retirement uh, all the same. So offensively, the O-line in this one, Broderick Jones has some struggles in pass protection. That's his issue. He's just trying to seal the edge. He'll dip his head and lunge, and he's got to work on that, give up, I believe, a sack or pressure in this one. So, um, you know, I think Jones has done a quality job in the run game, and he's not kind of a quote-unquote natural right tackle, but left tackle far more than right tackle, but pass pro has to get worked on. Yeah, look, they had some uh, some some issue with pressure, especially that one pressure uh, uh, to to the right side of the Steelers' offensive line. Uh, they didn't handle the you know, two guys coming up clean uh, in, in in that one, and just uh, you know not not good at identifying and handling that kind of stuff. It kind of reminded me of what the Buffalo Bills try to do. Didn't you have a big post on 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 a Buffalo Bills game about how they did something similar to that? coming off that very same side. I'm sorry. What was it? I was getting distracted the, by uh, the, the practice support. We'll the, the, the Buffalo Bills, uh, that, that one play in particular where they set two uh, to the Steelers right side of, of their offensive line that came clean and Warren's in there and uh, leaks out to the side. You remember that one? It's not coming to mind right now, to uh, be honest. But, it'll jump uh, out to you in, yeah, I'm sure. in the first half when you get to it and all. But it yeah. kind of reminded me of that post that you did on on the Buffalo Bills and and kind of uh, exploiting how they how they handle pressure to that side. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, just a quick sidebar here. Uh, two notes. Shaq Leonard, the free agent linebacker, officially signing with the Philadelphia Eagles. So Pittsburgh was maybe trying to reconsider a Shaq Leonard, especially in the wake of the Roberts injury. He is now off the board. He signed a one-year deal with Philadelphia, chose them over Dallas. Pittsburgh releasing their estimated Monday report, did not practice Monday, so just an estimation. They have to file it for the league. Um, Of note here, they would have considered Montrevious Adams to be full, a bunch of guys getting rest. Keanu Benton showing up with an oblique injury. He would have been uh, limited in the estimated report. Roberts, a DNP with the groin. Uh, Pierre, DNP with the shoulder. Minka would have been full with the hand. And of course, Kenny Pickett, a DNP on the ankle. But again, estimated report, no official practice today, probably a walkthrough tomorrow, one actual practice Wednesday, and that'll be how the team handles this short week. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll have to wait until the uh, the Wednesday injury report, and I, I expect this thing to whittle down to Kenny, Kenny Pickett, Sayamalo, uh, Landon Roberts, and we'll see, you know, James Pierre has been questionable a couple of times this, 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 this season with a show. He's probably, he's going to need, he's going to need that shoulder operated on when it's all said and done, isn't he? It's been bothering him all year. It feels like, so would not shock me. He's played through, uh, he's played through some questionable tags already this season. So we'll see if he can, can do it again. But if you, if you'd have to bet right now, uh, on, we already talked about Roberts ain't no way Roberts is going to be able to get get past that groin injury. What about Sayamalo? The fact that he was ruled out. And, yeah. And I game, didn't even see when it happened. So I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, it's not, not a great chance. He's a tough guy. I'll give him a coin flip chance. All right. And obviously Kenny Pickett's not playing. Yeah. All right, Dave, any other thoughts here offensively in this one? Just trying to rummage in my head. I here. wish I, I wish I had more, I mean, the run game was really the only thing that you can kind of that, that, and you know, a couple of the early passes from, from Kenny Pickett. I thought, you know, Trubisky did, 
did did you know fine on that drive on the touchdown drive, but it's pretty much take what 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 you're giving him kind of thing. At least he stuck it in the end zone there at the end. Yeah, yeah, he thought he handled pressure well. There was an early dump off to the running back when the Cardinals brought some heat. That was a good play by him. Still some of that, you know, let's, let's take the shot. Let's be aggressive, throw in potential double coverage and, you know, risk was that it, the one to Hay- the Hayward? There was that one and maybe another as well, but definitely that scene ball to Hayward, which I mean, it's in a good place. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, no one even touched it. So, you know, I, I get that. Um, but obviously ball security is going to be very important against, again, a pretty talented Patriots defense. What about the, uh, the deep one to Deontay too? And is one play is the neck is the play after he got rolled up on from behind, wasn't it? Oh, I'm trying to think about that one. Was that left side, right? Because Najee had, I think Najee had that run. It kind of busted that, that he cut back and then the, the tackle went up a roll, uh, the, 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 the scrum at the end there ended up rolling up on the back of the leg of, uh, uh, Deontay. He was kind of limping, limping there, I think. And uh, did he come out? He came out of the game, I think. Did he come out? Yeah, of the game? yeah, for a then, play. Yeah, he came for right a play, back. and then he went back, and then I, I don't think he, I don't think he was completely over it. Then they, 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 they had tried the deep shot uh, uh, to him, and I haven't seen the all twenty-two on that. I wonder if he kind of let up on that one. Not, not yeah, that, that was that the one, other. Not that that one would have been uh, completed anyway, but right, that was the other one, uh, deep ball that I'm thinking of the Trubisky, uh, you know, fit in there. So. He's got to take care of the football. He did that against Carolina last year. It was a you know close game. They ran the ball a ton. They ran the ball well. That's going to be the same script this week against New England. It's run the ball really effectively, and you know Trubisky has to to play clean. Yeah, what did they uh, do in that game for Trubisky? Something like 179 yards or something, and no touchdowns, no interceptions. But uh, and and the Steelers came 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 out with a win with that one. That's probably you know going to have to lean heavily on the run uh, once again. Look, Bel Belichick's Belichick's going to. You you can bet Belichick's going to try and not let this team run on him. Oh yeah, that's going to be a hundred percent. He'll do whatever it takes to try to contain that run game. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be the the mantra, and Pittsburgh's going to have to find ways to overcome that because they can't get away from the run game. So it's really going to be kind of a uh, you know their best versus Pittsburgh's best, and you know see what happens from there. All right, five three game. I'll hold off which team I'm choosing <laughs> to win until uh, we do our predictions. Anxiously waiting. Special teams, Chris Boswell first missed it. Just kind of the day that it was. Boswell, 45-yarder, hooked right. Um, That's when you really knew it was, yeah. it, was a, it was a bad day. Right. Uh, field position, again, an issue. Killebrew with the penalties. The one was to climb, but two other ones, 15-yarders on a fair catch interference. What's he doing on that one? I mean, it's clearly a fair catch. He sees it the whole way. He didn't get pushed. He didn't stumble. I don't was know he what trying happened. To, was one. he trying to be funny or something and act like he's going through a? I, I, that was weird on the TV tape too. I haven't looked at that. Uh, I haven't pulled the special teams tape all twenty two on that. Uh, I'm interested to see his bot. What what he what he, what he did to get himself in a position to do that. You know, he's just running. I mean, as far as I can but tell, did didn't he kind of put his head down at, at the last minute? Uh, you know, yeah, I think he's trying to do like a fake out. Like oh, I'm going like to hit a side swipe, to like a flinch. fake. Yeah, yeah. It's just it foolish. Just totally just botched it. And so 15 yards right there. Then a face mask later in the game. I think that resulted in a 24-yard net punt for Presley Harvard and started that drive in, in Pittsburgh territory. So field position overall, Arizona won it. Um, and the one time Pittsburgh did when Arizona started at, started at their one after the uh, fourth and goal failure, they go 99 yards for the touchdown. So they overcame that. Um, but yeah, I thought field position, special teams, very messy. And they've had... How many special teams penalties have they had the last two weeks, three weeks? Ross, Ross had, just had that, didn't he? Yeah, I think of like the last couple of seasons, but just these last two weeks they've had to have had 
five or six of them, which is just mm-hmm. unacceptable. Yeah. And then the f- failure to get a couple of those punts down that one with Boykin and, and uh, James Pierre in that game against the Bengals, right? Yeah. Just a lot of miscues there and nine penalties in total for Pittsburgh in this game. And uh, just not, not winning football. I just can't get over how sloppy this game was. I just like Pittsburgh just had never played a game before. Yeah. I wish I could offer the listeners a little bit more insight into this game, but I mean, and and from what I've seen in the all 22, we're not going to learn a whole hell of a lot more other than <laughs> what we've already said from the TV tape. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be that much more illuminating. And, and, and to be clear, this falls on Mike Tomlin. I mean, and this is, this is his team and how they prepare and how they come out and how they execute the details. I know Pat Frymuth can sit there and say it's on the players and they have to do their job and they do. It, it, there's obviously a player component to what happens on the field, of course, but you're, it's a reflection of the head coach. Um, now maybe Pittsburgh had a good game plan and they practiced well and just had one of those games where it all goes wrong. I don't know, but regardless, the buck stopped with Mike Tomlin and you had a loss, and now you're in this kind of real messy playoff situation where it's real jumbled up. The Browns, thankfully, at least lost to to Denver um, or to the to the Rams, excuse me. They lost to Denver last week, and and but you got Houston winning, the Colts winning. I mean, this thing is it's a jump ball right now for AFC wildcard. I mean, you can't afford a loss, right? I mean, look, you've got uh, you got the Patriots and the Colts coming up next, and the Colts are still very much alive in this thing right now. Uh, so, I mean, these these next two games, man, you, you better win both of them, you know, especially with what you got tacked on, because who knows what Seattle team you're going to face and Baltimore team that you're going to face at the end of the season. Cincinnati is obviously a divisional game uh, uh, sandwiched with, 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 within there. I mean, are you, you know, you come out of this game feeling that nothing is scary, <laughs> uh, you know, which you shouldn't have thought that anything was guaranteed anyway. But uh, they've got they've got to go out and take care of business starting Thursday night. And then you got to turn around. It would, be, it would behoove them to win that game against Indianapolis because Indianapolis is still uh, very much in this team in in this thing. Who knows what you'll get with Cincinnati? Uh, they just put Cam Cam Taylor Britt on IR, right? So they won't have to face him in this game. But I mean, if you're not scoring more than 16 points, then any, any team that you play is going to be in this thing. I guess the 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 one the, the main positive thing, if if you will, to come out of this thing is the way the way things went in, in the rest of the AFC overall. Uh, with, with with Cleveland, of course, losing, and I mean, you're 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 the number five seed still, right? You're the first. You're, 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 uh, you're the first wild card team, right? So, yeah, but they're right on edge. They can't afford any, any other. Well, you could, you control your own destiny when it comes to, to, to the wild card spot still. And you're lucky to say, you're lucky to say that right now. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, Pittsburgh, if they were to hypothetically win out, they're going to be in the playoffs, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to me, this makes the Patriots game a must win, not only because you don't want to be seven and six and fall deeper into this mess and jumbled up group of teams but you lose to the two and ten cardinals and then two ten patriots at home in back-to-back games you got you gotta just have the sky's gonna be falling mm, absolutely yeah so i mean you again you quote-unquote should win this game but just based on what happened and the patriots strong defense and pittsburgh inability to score you know all bets are off all right. Uh, I don't know how to color it anymore for the people. We got a lot of a lot of work to to do. So you want to get to some emails here? 
Yeah, let's get to some emails, close out today's show. Quick programming note as well. No live stream tonight. I know that Dave and I are scheduled for it, but just because of the short week nature and all the eight pounds we're fitting in this five pound bag to try to get ready oh. for Thursday, um, we're going to do the live stream next Monday. So just want to give a quick note there. I, I don't like trying to mess with the schedule too much because people know our schedule, but just this week is just, just chaos. And so uh, next Monday for Dave and I on the YouTube live stream. All right, uh, Xerxes, Xerxes writes in, Hi, Dave and Alex. Do you think the Steelers' Super Bowl delusion does more harm than good? We all may agree this team We all may agree this team is not winning the Super Bowl. So why play Broderick Jones at right tackle when the Steelers traded up for him as the future left tackle? They're not thinking long-term, he says. They desperately uh, played Dotson at left guard. They forced Kendrick Green to play center when he was at backup guard. Despite a pitiful offense, uh, they kept Canada uh, after the Steelers went on a late 2022 run. And and don't get me started on five years of inside linebacker free agents, he says, draft one. Where's the foresight uh, in patient, patiently building this team for the future? He says, to quote Guns N' Roses, need a little patience. Yeah, yeah, just a little patience. Uh, I'm off key bad there. But, uh, uh, I mean, look, they're just they're just trying to get through every week right now. They're just trying to get one win every week right now. So, I mean, I, I, I understand. Look, no, nobody should be thinking that the, this team's going to win the Super Bowl. And I, I don't, is there a delusion there? Do you think people had a delusion at any point that, uh, now look, I'll say this. I, is there one superior team in the AFC right now? Is there one, one that you would bet the farm on to, uh, to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl right now? No, I wouldn't. I mean, I, you know, so, you know, the AFC's watered down and, it feels like, and unless somebody pokes their head out of that, I mean, anything can happen once you get in the tournament. This team's just trying to get to the tournament right now. So, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to get on them for playing Broderick Jones at right tackle and 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 going through the rest of the things that Xerxes has to say here. I'm, I'm not, I'm not losing sleep on any of that. They just need to win this next game mm-hmm. and then move on from there. Yeah, I don't think the delusion is hurting them in in that type of sense. There was a lot of optimism though in the preseason, not not to the Super Bowl level, but like playoff, you know, run and, you know, let's see the offense improve by leaps and bounds, but you should expect some of those things based on what Pittsburgh did this offseason and based on the talent that they had and and the experience they were gaining those types of things. So, as Dave said, just really focusing on winning the here and now. Yeah. Uh, Cosmo writes in, I hate the goal line play call from the shotgun. He says quarterback sneak or at least uh, have a run from under center. Number two is his old man yells at clouds. Hey, Johnson, we are losing 24 to nine. Can you not celebrate your touchdown? Not do a dance. Thanks. So he's he, he didn't like the optics of Deontay Johnson. Uh, what do you think about Mike Tomlin's response to uh, running shotgun uh, there on that on that goal line play? I know people are upset at it. I, I really wasn't, to be honest. They're running the ball so well, you know, gun runs or under center. I mean, they were working. So you got to get a yard there. Pittsburgh is talented enough. Their run game has been successful enough to get a yard there. Uh, sneaking with the quarterback. I mean, not a bad idea, but, you know, pick it with the ankle. Um, and obviously, I mean, well, I guess it was out at that point. Trubisky came in. Um, but overall, I mean, I was fine with the call. and I was frankly fine with the play call as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm not so upset over uh, over being out of shotgun. Just Just get the damn yard, you know. Yeah. Yep, they're capable uh, of doing it. Let's see. Nathan writes in options at quarterback, putting aside 
most of the insanity of the of the cards game. Is there any way they could give Mason a look over Mitch? That low snap turnover was a killer. Mason will push the ball down the field, he says. Also, uh, they have to make some calls about Shaq Leonard, he says. How could they not get a majority of how could he not get a majority of the snaps for the Steelers? Well, the, the, the Shaq Leonard race is over with, as we just said a little while ago. So that, that knocks that one out there. Uh, they're not going to start. I mean, Mike Tomlin said today, it said last night, they're, they're starting Mitch, you know, and he, and he, and he explained why. Yeah, Trubisky's going to be the guy. I understand the point. I made the point a couple weeks ago when Pickett's, uh, I think, coming out of the, uh, was it the Jags game? His status was uncertain. Um, just, you know, can Trubisky take care of the football? Do you trust him to do that? I think Rudolph kind of is a bit more paint by numbers and will run your offense to a T exactly how you want to run it. But regardless of what I think or what Dave thinks, what anybody thinks, Trubisky's going to be the starter. Now, I will say this. If you get into this Patriots game and Mitch Trubisky gets off to a rough start in this one, uh, I would, I would not hesitate to, uh, to hook them. Yeah. Depending on how it looks, I'm not, I'm not right. opposed. I mean, again, must win. So if you're in danger, then you gotta do whatever it takes to win this game. I mean, there's no politics to worry about after the fact, in my opinion, you know, and even if there is, who cares? You gotta win this right. game. That's all right. that matters. So, uh, you know, if Mitch comes out and makes a couple bad decisions, turn the football over or what have you, you know, as long as you can pinpoint it, what, like Alex said, what it looks like, if it's, if it's not good and you're down, you know, you're down a couple of scores right now. I I would think consider, I would seriously consider uh hook and Mitch for, for Mason, but uh, they're, 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 they're starting Mitch Trubisky and there's really no reason to talk about it anymore there. Uh, Austin writes, uh, Hey, Dave and Alex, love everything you guys do. This is Austin from Nancy glow. Where's Nancy. You know what that means? Nancy glow. No idea. I don't, I'm a, I might have to, well, I don't even know what Nancy glow means. Uh, Nancy glow, Pennsylvania. You don't know where Nancy glow, Pennsylvania is. <laughs> I don't, I can look it up. I don't even know how to spell it, but I'm N A N T Y hyphen glow. I had never heard of that. South, I guess, looks like in the Johnstown area, which is a couple hours away from me. Okay, I thought it was. I thought it was some of that kid slang that I, I was, was not <laughs> like, up on. You're like Harbaugh. Yeah. We'll bet. Yeah. I uh, wanted to address the fact that Tomlin continues to overlook special teams. Clearly, Presley Harvin has been uh, has been a continued problem of inconsistency. Why does this team not bring in Matt Ariza? Uh, for a tryout or somebody competent to challenge Harvin. You literally cannot tell me there's not more consistent punters out there. Man, I wish the punter was the biggest problem <laughs> that, this, that this team. It was so bad yesterday, I can't even tell you how, how Presley Harvin did, <laughs> uh, to be honest with you. Well, uh, not great overall. I thought there were some right. shorter punts, but I thought the other issues on special teams with the, with Caleb Bruce penalties were, were far more the issue. Um, there's a holder component to consider right. as well. Harvin is a really good holder. Boss is comfortable with him. Um, so I just want to make a note of that. All right. Why does Tomlin continue to get a pass with the way he handles challenges, timeouts, and game decisions? Every single game, he's making crucial decisions. I think he was sort of forced into, well, I mean, and it all stems from him and preparation and all like that, but, you know, this team not having personnel out there where they need you know, when they need to have it and, and those kind of things sort of first forced his hand on somebody. I think those timeouts at the end of the first half, he figured I'm not going to take him to the locker room and see if we can get a stop here, maybe get the ball back and get a field goal at the end of the first half. 
Yeah, I understood that. I was okay with that. Also, we didn't mention in, in too much detail, but the uh, the weather delays have is that, has that happened before? We've had like these two, especially the the latter delay, super lengthy ones in game. I've seen games be delayed or maybe pushed to the next day. That happened to Pittsburgh and Miami years back, but that might be a first for me. Yeah, and just what we need. We're so looking forward to that last <laughs> one o'clock start, the Steelers right. railroad and the Cardinals, and getting our work, getting our homework done, and getting ready for the short week and it, it turns into watching two two you know early early game and afternoon game uh there uh fourth and goal from the one and he's not going to tell his oc it must be under center question mark surprised he even went for it he says huge third down in the fourth Kyler runs out of bounds with the ball in the right hand no challenge I'm trying to remember that one that was on the sideline um yeah, I, I thought that should have been looked at. To me, he did not get. He had to get to the forty-five. Was the line to gain, and he he put he pulled the ball out in front at first, and then pulled it back. So th- that's a fair critique. He does make it interesting on that on that Dortch uh, uh, catch lands on his back half out of bounds. No challenge there. I I didn't get it. I remember going back through that on the TV tape last night. Uh, I have not watched the all twenty-two on that. Was that? Didn't they run up and try to get that one uh, rushed the next snap as well, too, the Cardinals? I think I didn't see anything initially that told me that was that should have been reviewed, but I would have to go back and take a look at it. Anyway, Austin's very upset with uh, with, with, with Tomlin on this Monday and, and understood. Uh, Dylan, Dylan writes in the Cardinals loss. Uh, Dave and Alex, uh, I don't care about rain. I don't care about weather. I don't care about injuries. I don't want to hear about seven wins. Everybody knows this team has looked like crap most of the year. Uh, the loss to the Cardinals is another example of total team failure, and that starts and ends with the head coach. I cannot wait until this guy is gone. At least I can enjoy watching him stick his head in his ass in media sessions. All right. Uh, P.S. Deontay celebrating down two scores is a reminder that Tomlin enabled Antonio Brown and did not control or handle handle him as 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 most think. So uh, Dylan is very upset with Mike Tomlin on this Monday as well, too. We shall not try to talk him out of that. Yeah, that's uh, fine to vent it out. So we're here for it. Dan Devlin, good afternoon. Uh, how, wow, that was ugly. Does today's results uh, eliminate any di- idea of an internal hire? Seemed to be very little attention to detail uh, where on the field for the Steelers today. I know the rushing game has improved of late, but if short yardage conversion is not there, does it really matter, he says. Also, you're bringing on John Harris for the interview last week was fabulous and revealed what good guys you are. Sorry if it was supposed to be... Uh, a secret. Have a super day. I, I don't understand that part. Re- Sorry if that was revealed. What I don't. I don't know what that means. But uh, yeah, I thought John 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 Harris interview was good. We got a lot of good feedback from that. So uh, uh, thanks for the email, Dan. Uh, let's see, Todd. One more here. I'm sure I'm completely biased, but do you? Do you fellas recall other NFL teams who are trying to fight for a playoff spot that drop games like we did today against an inferior opponent? Sure. I look, I'm I don't have them in front of me, but you know, the Steelers aren't the only team to do what they did <laughs> on Sunday. Uh I mean, obviously, as 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 Alex pointed out, this late in the season, it's a rarity. Yeah, I had the stat too that over the last six games in which Pittsburgh has been five and a half point favorites or better. They are one, four, and one, and that's outcome, not against the spread. Um, and so that is a troubling pattern. They are, I think, currently, what, six, six and a half point favorites over the Patriots right now. We'll see how that looks. Um, what conclusion you, you want to make from that? 
is up to you, but but there is at least validity to their struggles in games where they are favored by, you know, fair amounts. It says, uh, he says, it seems like we have at least one of these games every year. Steelers vying for a playoff spot and come out flat against uh, one to three win team that they should have dismantled easily. I don't ever uh, recall teams like the Chiefs, Eagles, Patriots during the Brady era, etc. doing this. Look, we can't compare this team to the Chiefs, Eagles and Patriots right now. You know, uh, I mean, look, should should they have won that game? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you, once again, it, to me, it goes back to the ranking of the, the Tomlin specials, if you will. I mean, the way this offense is playing right now, <laughs> everything's set set up to be a loss if it's if, if you're not uh especially if you're not on the details you know sure but tomlin owns some of that he owns mm-hmm. their lack of details he owns the poor output of this offense not just this year but continually so yeah i don't think he gets the the pass for what he's helped create he says at least we only have to wait until thursday but with kenny out what are we playing for he says to date we still have zero information on picket in year two I wouldn't say we have zero information. I think we've learned, you know, a good deal about him. Obviously, you want to see more and more, and especially post Canada, to see how that would look. And that's a disappointment. But to the people that say you can't evaluate Pickett whenever he was with Canada, I just disagree. I think you can always evaluate these guys. There's a body of work, and yeah, you can certainly look at ex- uh, external factors, but you can you can evaluate a guy's play as well on the field. Right. Uh, one more Cordell Carter's writing about the podcast and, and, and the feed problems and all he's, he listens on, uh, pocket cast there. He says a new, okay, look, uh, we, uh, we know that we're having a problem with one of the feeds and all with, with some of these exterior, uh, podcast services and all like that. Uh, you know, I've, I've contacted, you know, chartable and, and, and some that handle these feeds and they're working on it is all I can tell you. If, if I could manually go in and fix this, I mean, a lot of it is, is, is problems on their end, not ours, as far as I can tell. So Cordell, I apologize if you somehow finally can get to this. All I can tell you is it's, it's updating. Uh, look and see real quick, uh, Alex, the, the Apple is the Apple, uh, feed, uh, updating. Let's look right now. I hadn't looked in a couple of days. Let me check. Should be the latest terrible take from Dr. Mel. Should be the last one up there, I think. Yeah, and that's that's up there from from December third. Yep. And I, and I think it's updating on Spotify and, and look, if you're not hearing it on the application of your of your choice, I'm sorry. You might have to temporarily download, you know. Uh, a different, a different service, but I, we know about it and I apologize. I'm trying to get it fixed. That's, that, that's all I can tell you. And just, you know, apologize profusely on that. So sorry, 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 sorry. All right, Alex, uh, shall we get to the all 22 tape? Yeah, I think we're good to go. Come back. What on Wednesday and, uh, Talk about the tape, talk about the Patriots, and go from there. All right. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter slash X at Steelers Depot. Follow Alex at Terrible Podcast or at Alex underscore Kazora. Follow the show at Terrible Podcast. Email the show, the Terrible Podcast at gmail.com. If you like what we do and want to donate to the cause, SteelersDepot.com, hit the donate button. Also, if you like an ad free version of the site, find the uh, ad free button up on SteelersDepot.com. Appreciate everybody listening to you and, uh, or listening to us, and we will. We'll be back on Wednesday. And as always, thanks for listening to the Terrible Podcast with Dave and Alex.